Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. Thank you so much for being here and I hope that we're able to bring you as much support and help as we can over these next few weeks as we're back in a a national lockdown here in the UK and I know across many parts of the world. So today I'm chatting to John Smedley and he has over 20 years experience within education as a senior leader, a primary advisor and PE consultant. He works with schools across the UK and internationally, promoting the rationale and benefits of an active school day and focusing on how this can be achieved through active lessons, active teaching and learning strategies. John is also the Managing Director of the Teach Active, an organisation who work in partnership with the Youth Sport Trust and provide an online resource for schools to deliver the maths and English curriculum through physical activity. The Morty Award winning resource has received national recognition and praise and is benefiting hundreds of thousands of children each week. Just before I get into this fantastic conversation with John, here's a quick thank you to our sponsor. I'd like to thank the National Association for Primary Education for their continued support and sponsorship of the Education on Fire podcast. In March, they have a brand new conference which is online called Towards the Balanced and Broadly Based Curriculum. Now, the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on children's education may be perceived as a justification for narrowing the curriculum at the expense of the arts and the humanities. But this conference will explore the case for preserving young children's entitlement to as rich and diverse a curriculum as possible. Dr. Yude's keynote lecture will set the scene, highlighting some key issues and considering some lessons to be learnt from the period of lockdown. The subsequent presentations will focus on classroom practice, providing a spotlight on innovations which have been implemented in school and offering guidance for the future. Now, to find out more about this conference, please go to nape.org.uk forward slash conference. That's nape.org.uk forward slash conference. Hi, John. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Education on Fire podcast. Please tell us a little bit about exactly what is Teach Active and and how is it that it's going to be able to support so many students all the way around the UK? Ah, thanks, Mark. Uh, nice to virtually meet you. Um, well, first of all, Teach Active, it's uh, it's an online resource. It's a, a website that primary schools subscribe to. I say primary schools, we do have some secondary schools as well. And it provides lesson plans and resources on how to teach the maths and the English curriculum, but through physical activity and through just getting children up and about, non-sedentary behaviour, uh, and whether that's in the classroom and just kind of bums off seats, or whether if we've got a bit more space going down to the hall, or if the weather's nice and it's lovely and sunny, let's get the children outside and, and yeah, learning maths and English, but perhaps just in a bit more of an active way. So just tell me, did the, the maths and the English side come first? Did the sort of the P side come first, or was it really an amalgamation of, of the two together? I know sort of based on your history, you know, sometimes you have a bent towards one or the other. Well, it, it, it actually came from, I was the PE advisor for the Wirral Local Authority. And of course, supporting schools, I would just support them with all areas of PE and physical education and school sport. And then my boss, uh, a gentleman, uh, the PE director, Bob Saunders, came in and he said, John, there's a school whose maths results are uh, the, the maths results are quite poor, but the children love physical activity. They don't like maths. Um, so it's uh, we want you to turn it around. 
And actually, Mark, my first initial reaction to that was maybe go and speak to the maths advisor. I'm PE, I'm gym, I'm games, I'm dance. But actually what I started to do is to go in and, and teach this group of children who were quite disengaged and actually start to say, right, well, okay, well, what area of maths are we teaching this week? This is where the journey all began. And and therefore, each week I would then plan a session of getting the children up and about. So perhaps it was me being a PE advisor, but then actually starting to think of how that subject and children's love for being up and active and movement can then really impact on you maybe what you, your typical core subjects, if you like. And I love the way these things happen organically, isn't it? It's that kind of this is the problem that's happening you know we want to improve maths or you know we want to improve english we know that children don't want to be sat sat around for a whole hour and in if they don't need to be and you know especially children i think they they want to be active they want to be on the move it's how they are outside of the school environment and and so i think combining those things is really important i mean we did a whole pe season um about a year or a year and a half or so ago now and it was that came across time and time again it's that kind of being able to work with children and that amalgamation really just sort of ignites something which you don't get when it's that kind of it's now nine o'clock and here we are doing maths yeah, 100%. And, you know, we, we do have children who don't like perhaps PE or don't like, uh, I don't like football or rugby or sports specific, but all children like being active. Like, you know, they're born to move. They're not born to be sedentary for, as you say, for long periods of time. So when we do this uh, type of learning with the children, certainly they all really enjoy it. It's fun. It's engaging they're actually learning sometimes teachers tell me and they don't actually realize they're learning uh they think they're playing fun and uh, fun fun games but then it also develops so many other areas as well you know they're working in teams it's the teamwork it's the social skills um that resilience and that determination so what i suppose uh, again started from let's improve maths results and then english results schools started to report back much wider benefits as well which is always pleasing to see and I know you've got many, many lesson plans that, that come as is, is part of what you do, but can you give us a sort of an example of what a lesson might look like, say, related to maths, as that's what we've been talking about, so people get an idea of exactly what that would look like? Yeah, like you say, the, the website, there's three and a half thousand plans, but <laughs> there, there's certain ones, you know, when I go and do a lot of teacher training, I get the, the teachers up and about and we play some games. A typical one might be with you know, a year five game that I play called Backwards Bingo. Um, and it's all about problem solving. It's about children um, looking at a problem, a multi-step problem and working out the answer. But rather than sat down at a desk, what they will do is they will move around to different clues. So it's similar to like maths orienteering, but as they work out the answer to that problem, the answer is on their bingo card. So, and as they go then working out the 15, 20 clues, they, as they go along, would tick off all of the answers on their bingo card until they've completed the game. So again, it's problem solving. It's exactly what I want that children to do. It's not every day, Mark. It's not all of the time. It's, it's to sit alongside and compliment the other great work that the teachers are doing. But certainly as a as an opener, um, maybe to a, a, um, a unit of work or a little bit at the end to help with an assessment for learning, you know, it can really support children. Um, and, and lots of other games as well. We might, for example, um, go and 
a bit of a relay of go and collect different parts of calculations and then put them in order so that therefore it, it makes sense. We might have, you might have fractions and I might have decimals and we might go and find uh, the, the, the matching times. If we're teaching time, we might actually go out and make a human clock rather than looking at the clocks in the table. So, yeah, there's such an array of things and a lot of things which teachers, of course, uh, will already do within their practice. And this will hopefully just to support them to get that kind of whole school approach for maybe some teachers who don't feel as confident or, as we know, teachers are just so pushed for time. If we ask them to introduce something else, then if we've got something there that can really support them and save them hours of planning time, then that's hopefully a you know a win-win situation. And I can really understand that is especially if they can relate to something like say that they understand or maybe a version of something they might have done themselves, but actually knowing that that lesson plan is almost identical to the sorts of things I would have done, but you're not having to spend the time doing that, then there's going to be lots of uh, very happy people, especially probably on some Sunday evenings. <laughs> exactly. And all teachers always say to us, and lots of adults, I wish I'd learned maths like this when I was at school. I wish I'd learned English like this when I was at school. Um, and and I certainly feel that myself in in terms of my experience of those subjects. So yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it's lovely. And just take us into sort of the nuts and bolts of it a little bit. It's an online resource, but it's geared towards the teachers getting what they need, which they can then support within the within the class for their pupils. It's not something which the pupils are going online to do themselves. Yes. Yeah, so exactly because our our aim and our mission is to make the school day more active. So we don't want children sat on, you know, there's a, there's a place for iPads, there's a place for technology. Of course, we're using that now and I, I get that. But um, yeah, our aim is to get children up and about and active. So it's a resource that the teachers, so a typical teacher, you know, what if they've got a, um, an account, they would they would go on. It's a real idiot's guide marker. I think I can say that being a teacher myself because we want something that's really simple and easy to use. But as a teacher, they would just select their year group that they're working with. They would select the area of maths, for example, if they're on the maths. They would then select the objective from the national curriculum and then they would get a list of games and activities on how to teach that through physical activity. Um, there's always multiple games, so they can say, I like that, I like that, I don't like that. And they can also adapt it as well. Um, and then the, all the resources that they will need for that, that game or activity will be attached there as well. And the same works with, with English. Choose your area of reading or writing. We provide you with the text, the story, the poem, the leaflets, whatever it may be. Um, and, you know, again, all the lesson planning and the resources are there. So, yeah, something for the teachers to go on, get some fun, great ideas and then be able to say to the children, right, let's go and play this game. Let's go and do this activity. So I know you're positively affecting so many schools and, and so many pupils now. How did that journey go from that initial conversation, like you say, when you're sort of in charge of PE and the world to, to where you are today in terms of, of how sort of Teach Active is is working as an organization uh, yeah so I, I went back into school local authorities obviously um struggled a little bit and were disappearing and i went back into school as a deputy head um, and funnily enough the school that i went to um maths results worked great children loved being active didn't like maths 
Um, so we int I introduced it there. And at the time, it was called Maths of the Day because it, w it was just a, a file of ideas that I had, which was how to, of course, link maths and physical activity. And it had such a huge impact within my school um, that when I, I continued to share it with local schools and just give a, a pack away of ideas and teachers fed back that they loved it, that the children loved it. Um, and long story short, it was part of a um, Ofsted Sharing a Good Practice paper. It was part of a DFE international project. And we just I just thought, well, actually, if it can have the impact onto the these children, you know, in Chester and Cheshire and on the Wirral, then why not go out, you know, all over the areas of the UK and, and perhaps beyond? Um, so I went to the Youth Sport Trust, who were a children's charity to do with PE and school sports, who I knew a lot of, uh, kind of being in the world of PE, and shared them with this idea that I wanted to take it from a file to an online resource. And we've worked with them from day one, um, which was which has always you know been a fantastic partnership. Um, and, and that's how, at the time, it was called Maps of the Day, and that's how it was born. Um, and then I, I set up with a, a friend of mine who, a family friend, who's, I'd say, he, he, he owned another business, William. Um, so we always say that Will had the business brain and I had the education brain, and we came together. And um, Will said to me after a while, because I was the deputy head at this time, and he said to me, John, I think if this is really going to work, you're going to have to leave your job. So you can imagine, Mark, I went home to my wife. <laughs> and I've got two kids and a mortgage like everyone else and said, Will thinks I should leave my job. <laughs> um, so, and actually, it was at that point, Mark, that I thought my initial reaction to that was, that's ridiculous. I've got a really secure job. I've got a job that I love. You know, I've got a fairly good pay. I've got lovely holidays. I, I And, you know, I couldn't possibly do that. But the more I thought about it, the thought I thought, if this is really going to work, then I'm going to have to. And about a month later, I handed in my notice um, and we and we set the company up. And because it had such an impact into maths, that's when schools said, well, what about English? What about reading? What about grammar? Hence why we then added English and, and moved to the name Teach Active. So that's how we were born in a, in a few yeah. short minutes there. Um and and yeah, it's interesting how like those decisions. You know, a month isn't a long time to change your entire outlook of life, is it? In terms of you know how how your year looks, like you say, how the paycheck looks, how the holidays look, and and all of that kind of thing. Um, and I, and I guess then, like you say, it gave you the opportunity for growth. And and now with so many lesson plans and so many um thing resources put into place, um. How how does that work from an organisation point of view? Do you have a team of people that can support you? You have people actually writing the lessons plans for you. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, yeah. So our office is based in Chester. Um, oh, although I'm, uh, we've got staff working from home at the moment, like uh, a lot of other people. Yeah. But yeah, the office is in Chester. We've got a team of eight. Um, we've got someone who will look after. Uh, we've got a graphic designer. We've got then somewhat a couple of people on school support who will look after um our schools and make sure that they're we look at data make sure they're using the resource and of course make sure we can support them um we've got someone who looks after our systems we've got our business manager um we've got um a couple of um, then tutors who used to be then going out and about and, and into schools and, and delivering training sessions or going to different regions. But again, that's all gone on to kind of Zoom over this uh, you know, lockdown period. And you know, to give you an idea of that, last year we ran 
um, 200 different events. Um, so we've got an events coordinator who coordinates all of that and puts tutors on. And, you know, they were all live teachers coming along, finding out what Teach Active is, playing some of the games, like I mentioned before, and thinking, wow, you know, finding out about the benefits and thinking, is this something that would be beneficial to my school? Um, this year, of course, what we've done is, yeah, we zoom, 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 and it's all online and doing a lot of webinars. But but still in the same principle, really, we we very much do a lot of webinars which are free for all teachers. All of our teacher training is free. It's not a hard sell of Teach Active. We are basically talking about the benefits of active learning, and then schools can decide whether they want to put that in place themselves, or will Teach Active be the resource that supports them to do that? So, yeah, it's great. I think last year we worked with just over two and a half thousand different schools. Um, so it's great to be able to spread that message, and, and hopefully, many teachers and schools have benefited from coming on our courses. And. I'm just going to change my hat slightly here because I'm I'm the vice chair of the National Association for Primary Education, and and one of the things that we've been looking at is the the sort of the live event as opposed to the Zoom event, um, and and I'd be interested to know in terms of do you think let's assuming everything is suddenly switched and we're we're back able to travel around it or whatever, will you continue to do the Zoom events? Will it be a combination of that and the face-to-face? How how do you think that's going to have changed and what the future might look like? And I think especially interesting from your point of view because, of course, you're an active resource, so therefore you would think the face-to-face has more benefit than being online. Yeah, we love doing the face-to-face. And I think that perhaps last year, if I'd said to a school, I'll do you a staff meeting, but I'll just dial in and put me on the big white screen, um, they might have thought, well, that's your job, why don't you come and visit us? And and, and, um, But now it's just so natural to people, isn't it? So I, I think we would definitely do a combination of both, Mark. I think that when... If it's a staff meeting, it's you know I, I, it, it makes sense sometimes for me to just to be de- be able to dial in and do a thirty minute session or for maybe just on updates and sharing some good practice. Um, I think it's other things like, for example, I did the P conference last Thursday in Suffolk where I was the guest speaker. Uh, I would have loved to have been there with them because I would have said, let's get up and about and let's play some games. And that's what we like to do because I like to be able to do that. Um, Teachers are really busy, though. So when we have delivered the events, for example, last year, we had a lot of um, maybe like your P leads, your maths leads, your English leads, which is fantastic. But uh, of course, when we're doing them on Zoom and, and they might be shorter and sharper, perhaps people are maybe we can get bigger numbers because the maths lead who can't maybe dedicate a whole afternoon can dial in for 45 minutes. The head teacher can maybe set some time aside. So I I certainly think that there's been some benefits to it for us, but we love the face-to-face stuff as well. So yeah, a combination would be the ideal, I think, for us, Mark. Yeah, and that's what I'm hearing more and more. The whole idea of uh, the two words that often come out one is blended and one is harmony and and yeah. it's that combination of you know we're all craving the the face-to-face and the social because that's essentially who we are as human beings but at the same time like I said with people being busy to be able to offset half an hour 40 minutes and just in and out of your, of your laptop and then carry on with what you're doing is a very different idea than having to travel and and all of that so I, I think I think all of those things have been a very positive thing I think more people will will hear more great information and there'll be more um, people taking part in these things, which has to be fantastic if we're sharing great resources. And by the same token, 
we're also then able to, like I say, really want to get together when we can actually be active together and uh, and get that real benefit of being there in the same room. Yeah, I mean, I I, I joke really because my car is currently sat on the driveway and it's it's normally doing twenty thousand miles a year, and now it's probably done twenty miles <laughs> in yeah. the last six months. I mean, you know, we go to I go to chest in the office, but yeah, everything's gone. Uh, Got, got gone online but as i said there's a, there's lots of positives to come out uh, of that new way of working but um yeah i i, I do, i'm like you mark i do i do like the face to face and i do uh, love working with teachers it's it, yeah. yeah it's it's what i really enjoy doing so being in the same room as them i think is the best in in lots of ways yeah be great to look forward to some some more of those i think yeah now Obviously, funding's a really big issue for schools. You know, money gets tighter and tighter and tighter and, and, and the focus of where you're going to spend that. Um, tell us a bit about how, I guess, the PE funding and all that can be used for these types of resources. Yeah, the the school budgets are, of course, tight. I mean, I'm a, um, obviously, I've worked in education for the last 20 years. I'm still a school governor now in a, in a school where, yeah, finance is just like any other school, really tight. Um, the P and sport funding has undoubtedly helped because it's you know I'd say the some schools use their maths P uh, maths budget rather English budget perhaps their pupil premium but the vast majority of schools will um, fund teach active with their P and sport funding. Um, it, it's been great because the criteria there not, the first criteria is of course getting children to be active for sixty minutes a day, uh, and we certainly contribute towards that. I mean. The schools do so many great things and they'll they'll tell me they're doing daily mile and wake up and shake up and go noodle and bbc and all these i i love all of them i think they're all fantastic resources and initiatives um, but on top of that sometimes i will say to to schools rather than doing more 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 just do what you're already doing but doing it in an active way and you know just get your maths lesson but get the children up and about just do your english lesson but just get the children up and about. The second criteria is, of course, driving and um, raising whole school standards th- through that, that funding as well. And it's great to see where we've got examples of schools who have used that funding to improve maths results or improve English results. You know, that's a that's fantastic for that. Um, and I, I think the, the money in, in general is um, where it's been really well spent. Um, schools have you know, seen a huge impact and um, yeah long may it continue you know obviously we, we don't know what's going to happen next year with it and I think hopefully in some guys because the idea of active learning is still still has to remain and we've still got children who aren't active enough and we still have to tackle that so um, yeah, I, I do still hope that it remains on, on the top of uh, government agenda and, and I hope that schools continue to get funding to allow things like this to happen. Yeah, I really hope so. And I think certainly one thing that the whole lockdown is is given us is the fact that it was students being at home not being active in any way, which I think was something that they really missed. And And I think that it must be on people's minds most of all that actually getting out and about and with even when we're within the school environment being able to to do that and and just interestingly do you have any sort of feedback in terms of it being used during lockdown in terms of teachers or schools actually sort of using those sorts of games that that could be done remotely in 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 that kind of um, homeschool lockdown environment 
Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, within when schools remained open for your, your your vulnerable children, the children of key workers, it was it was still being used there. We've also got a homework element mark, which was always a kind of a, a nice little bolt on, if you like. It was our, our main product was what supported the curriculum, and we had a homework element, which was just rather than giving out sedentary homework, you know, here's some games that you could play at home with your son or your daughter over lockdown that went crazy <laughs> the downloads you know thousands upon thousands of which was great to see that we could support our schools in that way as schools come back now i've done a lot of webinars on how it can support catch up in interventions and schools recovery curriculum as you rightly say you know sport england reported that children were less active during lockdown uh, we know that head teachers, from some research that we've looked at, head teachers are worried about many things. But number one, top three, number one being uh, gaps in learning, uh, which obviously is, you know, we tell children not to have a holiday in school time or be late for five minutes and suddenly they've had the whole of the summer term off. So we've got that. It's it, there's They're also worried about the lack of activity that children have been doing. And then the other one is the emotional and mental well-being. And certainly that's what we believe active children do better. So we 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 really support all of that, that kind of the feel good factor and the self-esteem and, and the confidence as well. But we've thought about how we can support schools. We've we've got home isolation packs now as well. So if we've got um, any individuals or bubbles having to isolate, then, children, then uh, teachers can send packs home, um, either print them off and send them or send them a link and they can be you know, just do on Google Classrooms or what have you. And so it can continue at home as well. Um, because, yeah, certainly lockdown has really heightened, I suppose, the, the importance of making sure that children are active and not just sedentary for long periods of time at home, which is which is difficult with you know, school. You know, a lot of sports been cancelled, of course, grassroots, things like that. So um, it's, it's great to see schools thinking even further outside the box, with everything else that they've got to be contending with at the moment as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it has been that adaptability and that thinking outside the box and in such short amounts of time as well, I think has been, it's been a real incredible thing to witness over the, over the last few weeks and months. I would agree. Yeah, I would agree. Te the, the, the schools, teachers, you know, they're doing an absolutely you know fantastic job. So schools listening who maybe haven't come across it, um, teach active before, what would be your suggestion of, of the best way to do it? Obviously, tell us the website and where people can go, but you talked a lot about sort of the webinars and the training and that kind of thing. What would you sort of suggest to be a, a good route uh, to get as much information as possible? Okay, yes. Yeah, so the, the website is yeah, www.teachactive.org. Um, if you go on there, you'll be able to read some case studies of, of where schools have found this to be really useful and where, I suppose, on the shop floor, you know, this has really made a difference within our school. Um, and, and you know some remarkable results there in terms of schools going from national averages to the top five percent in maths results nationwide. Schools results going up twenty one percent increase within in in twelve months. We've got some real success stories. Um, looking on our news page, you'll see um, recently we've been featured by the NCETM, um, the awards that we've won, been won, been in the parliamentary review. Lots of um, good PR and, and news that we're getting at the moment. And I'd just say to schools, have a go. There's free trial there. Um, you've got access to 53 lesson plans from foundation stage to year six. 
covering maths, reading and, and, and writing. And all we say to schools, Mark, is, is have a go. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a teacher at heart. Um, if, a, if a school don't think it's for them, that, that's, that's absolutely fine. But I'd just say have a look, have a go and see if what we believe is it will make the children more active. They will really enjoy it. It will support attainment and the idea that active children do better. And if you can then think, actually, this is something that will work in our school, then great. Also on the there, there's a link to all the webinars. But I am doing, especially at the moment, the really popular is daily um, demonstrations and daily just one-to-one -one or small group demonstrations where I will literally just show you the website, show you everything it has to offer. And then again, make uh, just so schools can make a well-informed decision. Because I think that's key, isn't it? Head teachers, leaders, teachers, um, you can't make a decision just necessarily by going and having a look. Come and speak to me about it. You're not going to get the hard sell. You're just going to get facts and information and, and see, listen, does this work for you? I love that. And, um, and another theme that's certainly come up in the last few weeks has been the sense that everything is about relationships you know it may well be that you have fantastic resources it may well be that it does a brilliant thing for pupils but it's about the relationship with the people that you you're working with as well as the the actual resources themselves and i think to be able to go and have those sorts of conversations like you said and and understand exactly what the company's all about exactly kind of your background which is why i love doing these interviews because it really gives a really sort of human element to, to what is like say an online resource and i think it's that blended idea of understanding which really really helps uh, helps people and and puts them in, in the best frame of mind really so well john thank you so much for being here thanks for sharing all that wisdom and and supporting so many teachers and and pupils around the country and um yeah i'll look forward to maybe having a chat again in the near future yeah, we'd love that, Mark. Thanks for inviting us to be uh, part of Education on Fire. Yeah, And uh, yeah, keep up the great work yourself. And thanks uh, very much for inviting me on today. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.